You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, well, he's not here today, so it's just me flying by myself. And I'm going to do something a little bit different. I know we got football in a week, but um, I'm going to talk about Nate Oates. He came to speak to our Lake Martin Bama Club last night. And I want to be as specific as I can be while being vague, because I, this isn't a Red Elephant Club thing. Um, so I don't think it was uh, something that will... Uh, make anybody mad about anything I say. So I don't want to do that. The only time he actually said, hey, look, there's no Twitter users in here, are there? Uh, was when he was talking about a, a team that will be announced next week. Our basketball schedule should be announced next week. And don't worry, it's not some huge uh, matchup. It's just the final team should be announced. And I don't think that um, all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted. So uh, it's not a huge matchup, so don't worry about it. But the schedule... I can tell you right now from what he said um, is just incredible. We already know most of it. You know about Memphis. He talked about uh, playing three of the four Final Four teams. And he also sort of made an allusion to our perhaps reaching out to UCLA or reach, UCLA reaching out to us to try and get a game. And it just wouldn't work. I guess the, the way the schedules matched up just wouldn't work. That would have been all four Final Four teams from last year. Um, that would have been something. Well, uh, other notes, one thing he said about Herb Jones, uh, he said Herb Jones' contract is the best contract anybody's ever signed that's been drafted in the second round, um, initial contract. You know, there have been some better ones later on in their careers. But uh, there's one other dude who made more money being drafted in the second round, but he was locked in to that particular contract for an extra year, whereas Herb Jones has a chance to uh, increase his value, assuming things go well. I thought that was great for her. Um, there, there were some other stories out there about uh, his taking the job. He, he mentioned, and I think this is probably public knowledge for the most part. I'd never heard the story before. Maybe some of you have. But when he was put out of the NCAA tournament before he came to Alabama, <clears throat> or whatever tournament, I assumed it was NCAA tournament. I, I didn't look it up. But he said he was tired. The season was over. Wanted to take like a week or two rest. He was just dog tired. Well, he got some phone calls, obviously from his agent and RAD and things like that, uh, talking about potentially being Alabama's coach. And while he was sort of like, uh, he wasn't put off by it, obviously. He was just sort of like, I'm just so tired. I don't even want to think about it. He was on the phone maybe with his agent, he said, and he was walking to his car. And beside him, beside his car, was another car with a license plate holder that was like, Roll Tide, Alabama Crimson Tide. And he was like, this is some kind of signal. Because he was in Buffalo, New York. You don't see a lot of those in Buffalo. Um, I just thought that was kind of interesting in the universe working for us right there. It was pretty cool. Um, he also talked about the Western Kentucky loss. And obviously there were some suspensions around that time. Uh, he, he, again, made an allusion to the fact that, yeah, we, me and a couple of players – got into it a little bit verbally. Um, I think that 
he probably knows if you remember Josh Moon saying, hey, Alabama's in the middle of a mess because there was a rumor out there. Some things were said that probably weren't said. I don't think they were said at all. And, um, I mean, I think it was just a typical player-coach um, verbal altercation, which those things happen a lot more today than they used to, but they do happen. And he he said, look, I gave these guys an opportunity to step away from the team, decide what they want to do, and if they want to come back, come back and buy in. Well, we were 4-3 and three at that time. And then the next thing you know, we're 10-0 and 0 in the SEC and win the whole league at 16-2. and 2. So pretty amazing stuff. Um, really like the guy. Uh, he is a fast talker. I know that's probably the pot calling the kettle black, but uh, he is a fast talker. And uh, some of us Southerners were struggling to hear him <laughs> and understand what's happening. But he, he talks like his teams play. And he did talk about when his first workout. He said guys were just like begging him for something called I want to say he said it was rice, but not rice like Uncle Ben's rice or just something like that. It, it was, um, gosh, um, rice like some kind of drink that you drink for cramps or something. And he said everybody was screaming for it after like 20 minutes uh, because they weren't used to his kind of practices. So uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I'll uh, tell you a couple more stories. Okay, it's time to talk about Built Bar. Look, you've heard about Built Bar and what they're doing for all the walk-ons at BYU. That's pretty damn awesome. It's just a great company, but even better than that, they've got fantastic Built Bars. Go check them out, Built.com. You will absolutely love Built Bars. They are delicious. They're nutritious. They're good for a keto diet. Um, they've only got like a few carbs in them, very little sugar. Uh, they're covered in chocolate. They got a multitude of flavors. You're going to love one of them and probably love all of them. So go check them out right now, built.com or just Google Built Bar. That's what I do. And you can go there and get them ordered. You need to. You're going to love them. You're going to just eat them up, gobble them up. You're going to wonder where they've been all your life. Go to built.com. Check them out. You're going to love these things. Betonline.ag. How many times have I had to tell you? Go to betonline.ag. This is the website for you if you're into online gambling, and I know you are. That's just what everybody does now is online gamble. So go to betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON, get a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money from Jimmy and me to you. That's how we feel about you. Go check them out, betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. You can bet on whatever. You can bet on Major League Baseball right now. You can bet on um, college football futures. They've got all that going on. You're going to be able to bet on college football here pretty dead gum soon. You're going to be able to do teasers and parlays and all that stuff that you want to do. You can bet on reality TV. I don't know if you can tease uh, the Beverly Hills Housewives and the Atlanta Housewives, but you can try it in a, some kind of turn or a combo or parlay or whatever you want to do. You can also bet on poker. You can play blackjack. You can do whatever you want to at betonline.ag. Give them a whirl. Use promo code LOCKEDON. This is a fantastic site. It's the best one on Al Gore's interwebs. Okay, so finishing up on the Nate Oates talking again, I don't want to step on anybody's toes here. Um, there were about 100 people, 80 to 100 people there. So, I mean, it's, I don't think anything was super secret. It, this wasn't like a Red Elephant Club meeting. This was more of, um, we, we're just sort of a Bama club. And Nate Oates may be the best speaker we've had. Well, we actually did have Nick Saban one time. That was pretty cool, too. Um, but... Anyway, he said a couple of things that I don't feel comfortable announcing on a podcast, so I won't. A couple other stories that um, I won't put out there, but overall, I, I can assure you this. I feel like after his talk, um, 
there were a couple of things he said that make me feel like he's going to be at Alabama for a while. He really likes it here. And I was thrilled to hear that. Uh, he did talk about going on that retreat with all the players that a lot of, pe a lot of people have talked about recently. Um, and that's something they want to do every year to create bonding. <clears throat> and, you know, you got to remember that while last year we had um, Petty and Jones and Reese all from Alabama, and those were three of the core dudes, right? Well, this year we've got guys from Pennsylvania and we've got guys from France and we've got guys from Canada and we've got we got very few dudes from Alabama and one of the leaders that is from Alabama is going to be a true freshman. So it, it, he just said, look, it's, it's uh, something to build chemistry. These, these bonding moments are really important. And um, I thought that was a great point and I'm glad he does it. Dude's in shape now. Um, I really liked his take on that. He did talk about Fluffopotamus, uh, Luke Ratliff. He talked about how I think he and Herb Jones and maybe Petway uh, were the pallbearers at his funeral and how shook up everybody was about that and how much he meant to the team. I thought that was really, really nice. Um, you can tell he, he appreciated Fluff a lot. I thought that was super cool for him to bring it up at a, in a room that, frankly, I bet you a lot of people in the room didn't know exactly who he was, who he was talking about, because he didn't <clears throat> give necessarily a backstory. Uh, it was the first question um, the president of our club asked him, hey, talk about fluff and the meaning of that, uh, meaning of him to your program. And so he, he just started talking about him. You could tell he got choked up. Um, he talked about scheduling again. He said it's always going to be extraordinarily difficult while he's at Alabama. Um, I thought he did a great job of uh, illustrating exactly how math-oriented he is. Somebody asked him, hey, you know, Talk about your experience as a math teacher and how you utilize that while you're being a head coach. And he went on a five-minute soliloquy about, you know, well, if the free throw percentage is this and they're shooting this from the three-point line and they've got two fouls, odds are this is going to happen. And, I mean, it was bananas because nobody could keep up with it, including me. And um, it, was, it was wild. But um, overall, he did a really good job. He really did. I mean, we got a winner, and we like him a lot. And um, hopefully you guys like him a lot, too. I made a stupid mistake on a um, Facebook uh, group post or something at one point. I think right after Western Kentucky and, like, things were looking bleak. And I, I actually just put out there for the world to see, man, are we really sure what we have with Nate Oates? And then, of course, we end up winning the SEC, winning the tournament, winning the Sweet 16, and blah, blah, blah. And um, so I look like a fool. And my buddy Brian Passick reminds me of that all the time. Uh, the other thing he said, by the way, going back to the UCLA game, was uh, he says everywhere he goes to these clubs, people ask him, hey, what are you going to do to fix the free throws? What are you going to do to fix the free throws? He's like, we practice free throws. I mean, we, we do all we can do. I mean, you know, he made it seem like, hey, look, there's no, like I can't massage somebody's wrist so that they shoot free throws better. Um, he, and he said, look, our percentage was not bad last year. But against UCLA, it was abysmal for whatever reason. The UCLA game, we just shot free throws very, very poorly. And had we shot them a little better, just a little better, we win that game. I mean, uh, two percentage points better, we win that game. So um, I can tell that that eats at him a little bit. He actually did say, look, one team from this state's been in the Final Four and it ain't us. And so we want to change that. And um, I like that. He didn't take any shots at anybody necessarily. He did talk about recruiting in-state. 
And now he's trying to keep guys in this state, you know, that he wants. Obviously, he's not going to recruit everybody. But, um, and he, he he said a little something that, for those listening, they, they'll know who he's talking about, a big recruit from a few years ago that uh, Alabama thought they had a shot with that didn't go to Alabama. And he's like, hey, we, we ended up uh, getting the last laugh in a sense. And um, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about with that. But um, again, great guy, great coach. We need to do everything we can do to keep him. We need to show up. We need to be there. Um, he said that was probably the one thing that he regrets about last season. And there's nothing he could do about it. Maybe regrets the bad, worst, uh, not the right word. But um, he said that we couldn't have full crowds in Coleman Coliseum. He said, he, I wanted that place to be rocking. He said, it would have been awesome. Um, but he's also really, really proud of what this team has done. And I think that's something that's very cool. Um, he wasn't necessarily saying, hey, I did this. He went out of his way to talk about Brian Hodson. He went out of his way to talk about Petway. Um, in fact, he said, you know, when I got here and I decided to keep Petway, he said, that's one of the best decisions I made. Um, he's very complimentary of just about everybody. He talked a lot about Quinterly, likes Quinterly a lot. I'd forgotten Quinterly um, missed a few games last year with COVID right when we were getting on our hot streak. And, of course, then he talked about the Kentucky game. Herb Jones dislocates finger or his wrist right in the – like right at the beginning of the game. Bruner uh, blows up his knee in that game. And we're still going to win. And you could just tell he's just beaming with pride about it. He's, he really digs it. And he, he also said, by the way, he said, look, this wasn't Kentucky's better year. He said, but anytime you go to Lexington and get a win, it's a big deal. So – Anyway, that's going to do it for this podcast. I appreciate you guys. Sorry for the abbreviated thing, but uh, Jimmy and I couldn't get together for this one, and I thought maybe you'd want to hear a little basketball stuff here on the precipice of football season. We will be back next week talking nothing but football, y'all. So get ready for it. Roll Tide.